Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. That's right. My man Alec Med for holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation before we get to Vice Lombardi. That dog ain't in Memphis right now. Hey, did they got like an ID chip in them? Oh, Do boy. we need to put up some posters, Lost Dog? Yeah, because right now the Lakers have found themselves within one after being down by significant double digits early on in this game. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening Across the association, NBA playoff-wise, there's not one but two but three teams looking to stave off elimination tonight in the NBA playoffs. Right now, though, we go to the Diamond Factory hotline. Y'all in for a treat. He is a draft analyst, film evaluator, Cowboys analyst for the volume. At Vots Lombardi, he is... Vots Lombardi. Vots, what's going on? My boy. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you for inviting me to the cool table and all that. So, appreciate you. The Cowboys, Vots, number 26. You have done extensive work throughout this offseason, draft season, combine season, all the seasons now culminates tomorrow night. The Cowboys turn in the card in your mind. Let's just get it out the way. Whom do you want to see the Cowboys turn in that card for tomorrow night? I mean, let's just be clear. I would love for them to turn in the Jalen Carter card. You know, let's just be let's just be fair here, right? But if we're just talking about the the realistic situation here, I think it's down to like five names. And I, and I don't think Bijan's one of them because I think talking about Bijan is just like talking about Jalen Carter. Like that dude is a top five player in the draft. Why are we talking about Bijan, right? I think it's down to Michael Mayer. I think Will McDonald is a guy. I think Drew Sanders is a guy. And then I think Darnell Wright is a guy, right? And I've been hearing a lot about, you know, Kincaid, and we just saw the mock draft come out. Jeremiah put, you know, um, Musgrave there. But I recall, you know, Mike McCarthy coming out and telling us the exact type of tight end that he's that he's looking for, right? I, I mean, he just wants this, this, this true wide guy. He wants a guy that can play in line. He wants a guy that can block. He wants a guy that has upside to, you know, catch the football, right? He says upside to catch the football. So when I think about Ken K, like Ken K really not blocking nobody. 
Look at Musgrave. Musgrave not really blocking anybody. The only blocking tight ends in this class that fits that description, it'll be Michael Mayer. It'll be Tucker Craft maybe later in the draft. It'll be Darnell Washington later in the draft. So when I'm hearing Musgrave, when I'm hearing Kincaid, I'm not really buying that too much. Um, but I think we are looking for tight end. You know, will I be upset that it's tight end? Sure, I'd be upset at the value. But, you know, the Cowboys kind of don't miss. You know, I mean, they don't. You know, they don't really miss in the in the first round, really. So, uh, if it's mayor, then fine. But I'm I'm one of those Will McDonald guys, man. I, and I might be biased because he was on my platform, and we're kind of friends now. So I may be a little biased, but uh, hey, you know, bring me bring me Will McDonald. You know, we 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 are a very good pass rushing team. And last year we were like one of the top three pass rushing teams. But towards the end of the season, it kind of died down a little bit. And when you play versus better teams, you just can't roll out Dorrance and be like, this is the guy. You can't roll out Dante and be like, this is the guy. So I think Will, Micah, uh, Sam, you know, Sam is going to be a guy. You know, I think that's going to be brand new pass rush for Dallas. So I'm going Will McDonald from Iowa State. And to follow up on your idea about the Cowboys not really missing since uh, 2014 when Will McClay took charge of the, you know, the Cowboys draft, I guess, in a way, um, they've made 10 picks and uh, six of them have been named to all pro. Um, Eight of those picks. Yeah, no, there's eight first-round picks in that span. Six have been all-pro. The two that didn't, uh, one of those is Tyler Smith, right? He's played one season. So, yeah, yeah there's, this has been pretty good. That being the case, uh, you done set me up here. Uh, tell us more about the homie, Will McDonald. Like, what did you take away from talking to him? What, what were your uh, big takeaways? Just being honest, though, Rich, I set you up on purpose, man. I'm a content guy, man, so I know you're going to ask. I just threw a little alley up there. And I'm going um, to finish it for you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, hey, man, Will McDonald is a cool dude. You know, watch anime. He's a martial artist, you know, and and he just kind of saw me bragging on him one day on social media. You know, like, hey, y'all need to watch Will McDonald. He should be talked about as a first-round pick. So he was like, hey, cool. And, you know, I normally don't do the talk-to-anybody thing. I don't really do interviews. I don't know what to ask people, you know. But just one day I was like, hey, you want to just come on the show or something, you know? Like, you want to just come on and talk? And he was like, yeah, I would do it today, but I'm at this Cowboy 30 thing. I was like, what? <laughs> so that's where the whole Will McDonald per Vice Lombardi thing happened. But, uh, man, we, we talked, and I was surprised at how much thought he put into pass rushing, right? Because, I, you know, just asking questions is just whatever, right? But, 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 we, but we broke down film together. And the thought that he puts into pass rushing and how he sets guys up and, all, you know, how he has plans to pass rush. And this is a guy that play it in a 3-3-5 system. He's a real-life outside-standing pass-rushing linebacker. But they play him in, you know, B-gap, three-tech, right? They they play him at 4-I. They play him at 5. And I'm like, man, like, you're not going to be wrestling with big dudes in real life. But he was just telling me, hey, I had to create my own room. I had to create space. And then I had to bend off of that. So you're talking about a guy that broke the Big 12 sack record. And the dude that had the Big 12 sack record prior to him was Von Miller. Right? So if I can get that dude on my team, like, let's go to Golden Corral and go party a little bit, you know? Three times all first team, uh, first team all Big 12, right? Like, that's also something to be uh, acknowledged. But, yes, dude, very, very much a dude on the edge of the line. Vach, tell me on this idea. Obviously, we've seen a lot of people, you know, national media-wise or otherwise, talking about the tight end position. And, yes, sure. the Luke Musgrave, you know, pick for Daniel Jeremiah there in his latest mock draft. Sell me why, or for most Cowboys fans who may not necessarily feel good about a tight end being picked at 26, 
why for this offense it's necessary given what Mike McCarthy's trying to do with this team this year. Man, you are asking the wrong dude to do that because I am not excited about the idea that I'm just about to use my <laughs> my first round pick on the tight end. All these pass rushes on the board, all these wide receivers on the board, all these offensive linemen that I like. And look, this is the whole thing about tight end in this class. I do ultimately look at tight end as a luxury type of draft pick, right? And to be fair, the Cowboys have done due diligence in that way of, hey, we've we, you know, fixed wide receiver two. We fixed cornerback two. It's time to, you know, lean into some luxury, right? I get that. But this is my problem. I watch a lot of film. So when you start to just go down the list of tight ends, you watch Sam LaPorta, right? You go, man, I like Sam LaPorta. Boy, if we don't get this guy, I love him. Then you watch Tucker Craft and you go, boy, I like Tucker Craft. If you don't get Michael Mayer, I love him. Darnell Washington's a guy. Zach Conter's a guy. And the further you go down the list, you go, Man, I can take any one of these dudes, pair them with Ferguson and Hendershot, and lean on my quarterback, and we'll be fine. I do think tight ends are important, but I think a lot of the the tight ends that we see they're they're good because their quarterback play kind of elevates them. San Francisco don't count because they got an OC that just does weird things, but for the most part. Tight ends are a product of what's around them. That's just my own personal opinion. It's only really five or six of them that's really worth talking about. So in my mind, I feel like I have a Dak Prescott, and a Dak Prescott can make Dalton Schultz look good. All I got to do is find a dude that's more talented than Dalton Schultz. And we got a dude on a team already that is that. His name is Jay Ferguson. So in my mind, how draft value works, and, and this is not what you asked me to do. I'm sorry. No, so you're good. in my mind, how, how draft value works, I'll go, hey, man, listen. A tight end will be good for Dak. But you know what would be better for Dak? Like a better left guard would be better for Dak. You know, a better wide receiver would be better for Dak. Maybe a dynamic running back would make me smile a little bit. And then maybe down the line I can get this this Tucker Craft-type character who's kind of like Michael Mayer, just maybe not as good, but he's still good. And take this Tucker Craft character and be cool with it, right? But if I had to answer your question, if there's one thing that I can sell guys, hey, this is why we should have tight end because Will McClay said so, and he thinks that we need a tight end, so we just should just trust him and just shut our casual fan mouths. All right, so let's say that the homie Will McDonald is the pick at 26, right? Um, yeah. We've talked so much about the first round in that 26 pick. But, I mean, you got other picks going in. Like, day two, what are the types of picks that you like, I mean, value-wise, just in that span, that span of second, third, round of the NFL draft? Well, I think Cowboys would like a corner. I think they would like a left guard, and I say left guard in particular. Um, I think they're looking for running back, and I think they're looking for wide receiver or pass catcher, as they would say. So, you know, if you're looking for, for wide receivers, I mean, look at our 30 visits, right? You know, they're filled with wide receivers at every single level. So if we can't get Quentin Johnston, okay, cool, then Jalen Hyatt is there. If we can't get Jalen Hyatt, then Josh Downs from North Carolina, slot receiver, he's there. Hey, we just run out of all these guys. What about Jonathan Mingo and Cedric Tillman? You can find wide receivers all up and down this draft. And if you look at the Cowboys' 30 visits, they kind of layer out you know, tight ends like that way. They layer out the, you know, you know, wide receivers and corners in that way. They don't really do that with, you know, running back. Running back is just like some fifth-round guys. Um, Kendra Miller, uh, Zach Evans is a guy that I think is a visit also. So I think the Cowboys are probably going to go running back in the fifth. And somewhere in between there, they're going to be looking at linebacker also. Now, we just sneakily haven't been talking about linebacker, but we kind of got two dudes starting. They got neck issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the other linebacker we got, 
you know, like to go pass rush sometimes. He's the best pass rusher in the league, you know. And, uh, you know, and then we got Jabril Cox coming off the bench, and I don't think the Cowboys really trust him just yet because we just refuse to put him on the field. Right. So in my mind, I think the Cowboys should definitely be looking for a linebacker. Now, there's a name that I mentioned earlier, Drew Sanders. Uh, he's a guy that can that can play linebacker for you. He has a little bit of Van Der Esch in him. Uh, but the good thing about Drew Sanders, where I think most of his value is going gonna, is gonna to come from, is that he had nine sacks last year on top of his linebacker stuff. He may not be the best linebacker in the world, but he's a linebacker that can get you nine sacks. So, you know, if you're looking for a guy that can, hey, if anything goes wrong with Van Der Esch slash uh, um, uh, Clark, then, hey, we have this linebacker option here. I just think Cowboys are probably looking looking for that second-round, third-round type guy. Um I'm not really excited about linebackers neither, but hey, if if Will McClay loves him, then cool. Trent Simpson is a guy. Uh, he's a linebacker safety type dude, but I think we got enough linebacker safety type guys. So you know, I'm not really there for that. Uh, Jack Campbell kind of looked like Van Der Esch. Uh, he's a bigger <laughs> athletic dude, and you know what I mean. He he kind of looks like him a little bit. Uh, Dayon Henley's a guy that I like a bunch. He should be a second round pick. Uh, I hope he shouldn't fall to the third round, but if he falls to the third, then we're going to Golden Corral. So, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of options in this draft, and uh, I think the Cowboys are drafting to where uh, day three and the fourth round, I said that on purpose, day three and the, and the fourth round should be filled with talent, and we shouldn't be disappointed. Let's take this big picture for the draft tomorrow outside of the Cowboys. Give me a player that could go higher than expected and one that could slide that might be a little unexpected tomorrow night. Um, I don't think Osiris Torrance and Luke Van Ness are as good as people say they are. Mm. Um, so I think I think I think both those dudes are kind of going to get overdrafted. Like you know, when they draft, I'm just going to do a small clap in the back of my mind because hey, my team don't have to deal with that. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just that some dudes you just don't want to have to deal with. You don't want to have to go through that figuring out process with him. And everybody's like, well, Bavach, you know, um, Luke Van Ness, you know, could be the next JJ Watt. And I hate that because why we always got to go to one of the best dudes of all time? Like, why can't he be like Kyle Vandenbosch or something? You know, like, why can't he be like, you know, Jared Allen or something? Why you got to go straight to J.J. Watt? I don't, I don't see that in Luke Van Ness. Um, so I think he's the guy that's going to be massively overdrafted. Um, and dudes that can fall, I think these wide receivers, once upon a time there was this big three for wide receivers, right? It was Jackson and Jigba, it was Quentin Johnson, and it was Mario Addison. And – Jackson and Jig was still a guy that we think is going to go first. He should go around 12. We saw um, we saw in the uh, mock draft that Jeremiah put out that he didn't go 12 where he normally goes. He did, and and the, the first wide receiver came off the board was Zay Flowers at 11. That was weird. And I only, I only care about his mock draft because he, he just puts what he hears, right? So if there's a world where Zay Flowers wide receiver from, from Boston College is the first wide receiver off the board, that's, inter- that's an interesting rise for him, and that's a huge tumble for these big three guys. Um, Addison is a guy, Jordan Addison from USC, formerly of, of uh, Pittsburgh. He's a guy that was talked about being a, a top 10 sort of guy. Now he's looking at going in the 30s and 40s somewhere. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. But I just want to tell Cowboy Nation this, no matter what we think, like no matter what we think about the value that's going to come to us and the guys that we have the possibilities to you know pick from, teams suck at drafting. <laughs> He's really sucking drafts. And I see everybody do these mock drafts, and they're just the perfect mock. Why are you assuming the Raiders are going to do the right thing? Yeah, is Why there somebody fast on the board? Because the Raiders will take him. <laughs> like a, you know, you know, like a, like a, like a realistic mock draft should have a third round dude somewhere in the first round. I go, you know what? Goofy stuff happens like that all the time. I agree with that. So, Cowboy Nation, don't get upset because you draft at the back of these rounds. Somebody's going to fall to you because other teams are bound to miss this. 
Vach, uh, one, listen to Vach when he talks about offensive line play. He knows what he's talking about. Um, and then also just the the perceived confidence of dudes that are in jobs just because they're in their job is one of my favorite things. So I'm glad you got to that. Uh, before we let you go, what you listening to recently? Oh, man. Uh, so when I don't have a bunch of new music to listen to, I do deep dives on older music. So I've been listening to Janet Jackson and Phil Collins. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Oh, you diving yeah, right. deep into your bag. Okay. <laughs> Start to have it on the way to heaven, you know? <laughs> well, look. Freedom Nation, you know? That's, that's right. At least you're not in Atlanta where they had, you know, the postpone the whole Janet Jackson concert for a night. Because, just by day. Yeah, just know, by day. Trey Young got out here and did what he had to do for Atlanta. So, you know. Tragic. <laughs> Vods, tell the folks so they can find you what you got going on up to draft night. Hey, man, we are going to be exhausted by the end of this weekend, but it's all good. Catch me on The Volume and my YouTube page, Vach Lombardi, where I'll be live streaming the entire draft Thursday and Friday. I might cut that thing off halfway through day three. I ain't got time for your <laughs> sixth and seventh round picks. Uh, but tune in. There will be a lot of fun. It will be a bunch of jokes. And on the regular, you catch me Monday through Thursday on The Volume at 3 p.m. Central. And Vach Lombardi on Twitter. Derek Eagleton shouted me out today, and I just didn't even know that he knew I existed. So shout out to Derek Eagleton for knowing Vach exists. Hey, Vach, you you reach uh, a lot further than you realize, my boy. Yes, you do. I'm just some humble dude from Natchez, Mississippi that, uh, you know, has no clue that, that you know, Jerry Jones might be listening to me talk crazy about his team right now. So <laughs> I just appreciate y'all. <laughs> appreciate you, Vach. Have a good one, man. Luke. There he goes. Vach and Barty of the volume. Going to join us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.